Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer with you. Other side of the glass, executive producer extraordinaire. He is Dan Plucker. Welcome in as we broadcast live from the Lakeland University studios. And, of course, the leader in online education for more than 25 years, lakeland.edu. So we've been talking about, obviously, wild card weekend uh, earlier on the Wendy's Big Show. And now we've got Packers and Niners coming up. And we were talking about this earlier in the show, uh, in the big show, as far as, you know, with the McCarthy drama in Dallas and everything else. Really, how much more could you have won? How much more could you really have won uh, without McCarthy uh, in Green Bay, right? So if McCarthy was was not here, and say one of the names that Plucker brought up there at the end of the big show uh, was here uh, instead, right? A Frank Reich or somebody else, could they have won more? But let's, let's, let's move on from that. I, I want to move on and talk about this San Francisco game um, because today is Monday. We're going to have five days of talking about Packers and Niners. Saturday night kick, 7-15, green and gold postgame show. Uh, follows that one with Gary Ellerson uh, and myself uh, here on 1250 AM, The Fan. But last week when we talked about this game, we said, who are you rooting for, Cowboys and Niners? Because it really felt like a split, to be honest with you. It felt like a lot of people uh, were rooting uh, for the Cowboys uh, for a couple of different reasons. One, they wanted to beat McCarthy at Lambeau Field in the conference championship. Now, obviously, Dallas would still would have had to beat Tampa Bay to get there. Don't know if that would have happened, um, but that was that was part of it. The other part of it was people were nervous. Didn't want to deal with San Francisco. Why? Because San Francisco, the 49ers, have been to Aaron Rodgers what the Cowboys were to Leroy Butler uh, and that Packers team. That's what it's been. Let's just call it what it is. This Niners team has simply kind of owned Rodgers while he's been in Green Bay. It's been a problem. It's been an even bigger problem when you start talking about playoff football and the Niners versus the Packers. That That's the issue. Whether you can go back to Colin Kaepernick, if you want to talk about Jimmy Garoppolo, Running games, Garoppolo threw the ball, what, less than 10 times the one time, and they lost? So, in previous times, you're going there. Now, the Niners are coming here. And as Rob Domofsky pointed out on Twitter, Jimmy Garoppolo, the Niners uh, quarterback, has never started a game in temperatures under 40 degrees in his career in the NFL. He's only played in a game under 40 degrees, I believe, one time. And in that game, he came in at the end and took a couple kneel downs after Brady left the game in New England. 
So he's never played in temperatures as cold as what we're going to see in Green Bay coming up this weekend. Now, I don't know if that makes you feel better or not. It makes me feel better because as we talk about so many times, you know, it's one thing to live in Wisconsin, go outside when it's really cold out. I'd be like, man, it's cold, right? And then we get to single digits. And you go outside and man, it is really cold outside. Maybe you swear a little bit, whatever the case may be. I don't know why I live here. I ought to move. It's so damn cold. I want to go south. I want to go somewhere warmer. Fine. So then you fast forward three, four, five days after it's in single digits. And now we're in the 30s. And what happens? Man, I don't know if I even need a jacket, man. It's kind of warm outside. It feels real nice. Well, Jimmy Garoppolo comes rolling in from San Francisco. I'm here to tell you that when he goes walking outside and it's single digits, He's going to think his life has ended. He's going to think it's over. He's going to freeze to death. He's going to die on Lambeau Field. That's how he thinks how it's going to be. The mental aspect of playing in cold weather is such a big deal. And if he's never done it, it's going to be tough. And same with the wide receivers, the running backs, and whoever else you want to throw out there, that's going to be a tough deal. So for me, I like this aspect of it. I like San Francisco having to come here, obviously more than I like Green Bay having to go there. The question to you is, A simple one. Right now on Monday, and maybe we'll do it again on Friday and check in as we talk this out throughout the week here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Level of confidence do you have in this Packers team right now on Monday? Today, what level of confidence do you have in this Packers team to win this game against San Francisco in Green Bay? Scale of 1 to 10. Scale of 1 to 10. We'll say 1 to 10, right? So 10, absolutely, they're winning. Let's not even, we got it. No, No concern whatsoever. 414-799-1250, 414-799-1250. You can also tweet us at uh, Sparky Radio as well. Uh, Either way works. Let's go to John in Atlanta listening on the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. John, what's going on, man? What kind of confidence level do you have in the Packers right now on Monday as we get ready for the Niners on Saturday? Um, Yeah, I would say full confidence. I mean, it's our game to lose, kind of like last year's NFC Championship. I mean, you gotta, you know. Obviously, everyone blames that John, on King and uh, John. Don't King start the, the call. Don't start the call with like last year's NFC Conference Championship. Okay. They lost that game. I, I don't want to talk about that anymore. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I feel the same as that game, though. But, okay, forget that game. I go in again. It's it's a lot of big games for Rodgers. It's his game to lose. So if he does what he's done all year, I think we're totally fine. Now, like every game in the last twenty years, the refs, if their fingertips are on it, all bets are off. You can't, you can't say what they're going to do at the weirdest moment. And, you know, they've been making so many weird calls for 20-plus years at the worst moment. And, yeah, nobody wants to say blame the refs and keep the refs out of it and this and that. And that's fine. But, I mean, let's just be honest. We watch enough football at Sparky, I know you have. If the refs' fingertips on it, all bets are off. The only time the refs' fingertips aren't on it is if, if you blow somebody out. That's the only way to stop that. So, if we get our Lambeau Field calls, which we always get one or two, whether it's in our favor or not, we get them. If we get our, our classic Lambo field calls, there's no way we lose. Um, will King do his thing again? Who knows? But, I mean, there's no reason to fear the Niners. But the only reason we fear them is because of so many bad losses in the last 12 years. Uh, but there should be no no reason. Like you said, with, with Jimmy G in the cold, he's going to give you one or two. Uh, their running game is so suspect. I mean, 19 running the ball here and there. They're wide out. He'll do a couple plays here and there. But, I mean, we have to trust Campbell. We have to trust how we got here, really. Um, okay, hold on a second. Hold on, hold on. I want to go back to something you said. So you said 
okay, history says that's why we should be scared against the Niners because we've struggled to beat them in the playoffs. Fine. But let's go back to Leroy Butler's Packers teams that couldn't win in Dallas against the Cowboys. Didn't – I mean, I remember I did. Now, again, I was younger, yep. so more of a fan okay. maybe than I am now older as a media guy. But I remember back okay. then – you know, a couple of times thinking, all right, this is going to be our time. We've got everything we need. They're going to win it this time and still couldn't figure out a way to win that game. Is is this any different than that or no? Um, is it different? Well, sadly, I got to go back to the refs. I mean, I was – how old was I then? I was probably early 20s. You Nobody nobody was beating Dallas and Dallas for those big games. Not only did they have those three guys, the refs were always on their side. And I'll, I'll, I'll say that again, the refs – help those teams do what they needed to do. Now, that's how that happened. That's why Butler never got one, an NFC championship in Dallas. It was impossible to beat them. Not only was their skills, but the rest were in their back pocket many a times, um, kind of like they weren't in their back pocket yesterday. But that, that was a huge factor in those three years that we could never get over the hump. John, um, thanks for the call. I got a rule. Thanks for the call. I want to do this as a topic. Remind me tomorrow, Plucker, to do this as a topic. I want to do... Of the three sports that we talk about, because we don't really talk about the NHL, of the three sports we talk about, MLB, NBA, NFL, which sport is dictated the most by referees or umpires? Because we have, we'll say we call them umpires in baseball. So w- which of the three sports is dictated the most there? Because the way John lays it out is this is all going to be based on one thing. If the referees are calling it for the Packers or not. And if they're not calling it for the Packers, they're going to lose. And if the Packers are getting the benefit of calls at home at Lambeau, they're going to win. I don't think I put as much weight on the referees in a football game, game to game. I mean, I don't know. Maybe should I at the end of the day? Do we think they dictate that much of a game when all is said and done? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at Sparky Radio. Jacob Southside, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM. The Fan. What's going on? Spark Daddy, it's good to talk to you, man. Uh God, that that caller just now, man, oh man, that is just like my least favorite kind of fan. Like going on about, listen, nobody wants to talk about the refs. Okay, then why did you just talk about it for the entirety of your call? Like that's just so weak. It's the it's the weakest thing you can be as a fan. Like I have a friend who's a cowboy fan, and I should have given him a little more time because I texted him after that game yesterday, just like, dude, what the hell was that? And his immediate response was like, man, the refs screwed us, the refs. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I was, I was referring to what kind of play call was that, running the ball up the middle, needing a touchdown, and he just immediately, like, that's, that's a loser mentality, like, to just immediately go to the referees. And it's like, if you put yourself in that situation where one call can make or break the game, that's on you then. You didn't take care of business. So that's so weak. But it kind of leads into my point about what you were saying about San Francisco. I love that it's San Francisco, too, not because it's this cold-weather game and Jimmy G's never played in this weather and the mystique of Lambeau because I don't buy into any of that stuff. But to me, I want to see this Packer team exercise their demons. Like, it's more entertaining to me. It means more to me if they were to get to the Super Bowl by overcoming San Francisco and then beating Tampa Bay, who, you know, you should have beat last year. To me, that's those the type of memories that, or the, the things that are going to last for a lifetime versus, you know, some upset happens and you beat some crap teams on your way to the Super Bowl. So um, I'm with you, but just for different reasons, man. You know, it's interesting. Thanks for the call. And this is the other thing that I, I think should be talked about. How much into their heads do you think the Niners are at this point? Like how much into 
Devontae's head? How much into Aaron's head uh, is this Niners team when they play him? Because of what's happened recently when they've played this Niners team in the postseason. Now, again, not here. But, I mean, just think about it, guys. I mean, it's it's happened so much that you just wonder if it creeps in to your back of your mind. Now, I know the player will say to the microphone, hey, man, come on. New team, new roster. They have a different team, different roster than what's played us in the postseason. This is a totally different circumstance. None of that means anything. Yeah, I mean, okay, that that's fine. And th- that's factual and that's accurate and all of that. But don't you just think, like, for instance, if they get Tampa Bay at Lambeau in the NFC Championship game, you don't think somewhere in their mind throughout the course of the week they're going to be thinking about what happened last year? You don't think Kevin King in his mind is going to be thinking about what happened last year? And then how does that impact what you do on the field, right? Do you hesitate to do something because you're still thinking about what happened last year? And it's kind of in your mind a little bit. Man, last year I did this and you ran past me and scored a touchdown. That's the other thing about, um, you know, the guys that were in play last year. I mean, Kevin King was an integral part of, you know, what they did last year at the cornerback position. Obviously, he was one of the starters. Now, look at the depth at cornerback now. I don't know when he gets on the field. Because if Jair is back, Jair Alexander is back, and you have Rajul Douglas, and you have Eric Stokes, I mean, how often is he really going to be on the field? He really shouldn't be on the field all that much uh, at all to get exposed. What's your level of confidence in the Packers right now as we sit on Monday getting ready for that San Francisco game? So far, doesn't seem like it's not like anybody's nervous. Everybody seems pretty confident. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan. See Sparky Pfeiffer. Dan Plucker, other side of the glass, executive producer, Rami Makloff. The Rami Show comes up at 3 o'clock today. More NFL wildcard weekend talk. More Packers, Niners talk from 3 to 6 uh, this afternoon. And then we pick it all back up again tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. with the Bart Winkler uh, Show. And don't forget, tomorrow on the Wendy's Big Show, Ross Tucker, uh, Odyssey NFL insider, former NFL offensive lineman, joins us at 10.35. Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette, Packers beat writer at 11.06. Michael Lombardi, former NFL GM and another NFL Odyssey insider, joins us at 11.35. So lots and lots of football talk the rest of the week. And we're doing it right now as well. What level of confidence do you have in this Packers team right now uh, on Monday? Again, level of confidence can change. Confidence can change throughout the week. You know, you could have a different opinion by the time we get to Friday after we talk this out. But where are you right now? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us uh, at Sparky Radio. Tom in Pewaukee, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Tom? How we doing, Sparky? Good. Yeah, man, confidence level. I'll give it, like, let's go with, like, an 8.5. Oh, uh, okay. I like that. That's good. So, I mean, I'm always quite an optimist as a Packers fan, but, I mean, First playoff game in quite some time with a packed stadium. You know, we didn't have that last year. I think True. that's such a huge factor. Yeah. This cold weather, man, I cannot wait to see A.J. Dillon running that ball in this cold weather, man. And we're just getting everybody back at the perfect time. You know, I'm curious to see how, how we're going to be rolling with our DBs. We, uh, I mean, Jair's supposed to be playing this week, right? Yeah, they're all supposed to be coming back. Everybody's yeah. supposed to – I think everybody's supposed to play. Merciless, Zadarius, Billy Turner – 
Uh, Bakhtiari and Meyer, that was played uh, the last game, but they both should be still here. Then yep. Jair Alexander should be back. Yeah, I mean, I think I think they're going to be pretty much fully healthy. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I just don't see with a packed crowd how this Packer team loses this game. If we play our game, man, you know, and, and we just we play the Packer way, we, we don't turn the ball over. Jimmy G is going to give us some chances, man. And we're going to be able to rotate our defensive linemen now and keep those guys fresh and healthy. Uh, man, I cannot wait for Saturday, man. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. And a seven fifteen start, that's the other thing you talk about, the cold weather. The fact that it's a night game makes it even better. Colder, exactly. the better at the end for Jimmy G and these Niners. Our eight and a half confidence level for Tom. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Let's go to T.Y. Listening in the Dominican Republic. Come on, you're on vacation in the Dominican Republic? Hey, Spark, you, you know I got to hit you. You know I got to hit you, man. I, I see that uh, the sky is falling over this game, man, so I, I got to call and talk to you. No, I want to know something. How long are you in the Dominican Republic for? I, I've been here since Friday. Since Friday? How long are you going to be there for? I, I'm going to be here until Wednesday. Dang! I need to do what you do. All right, go ahead. All right, hey, listen. What do you got? They, I'm at a resort. They got a 24-hour sports bar here, so... It, it was these guys here, uh, this whole crew from Pittsburgh watching the game at the sports bar last night, man, and watching Kansas City just rip, just rip them, man. So my I, question it, is, like, are they – I mean, obviously they're sad that they lost, but, like, how concerned are they about how bad they're about to be without Big Ben? Well, he didn't seem too concerned about Big Ben. He seemed concerned about them losing the game. But they had all their Pittsburgh gear on. Oh, man. That's all I can think about, man, is that. Because I, I had to ask my girl, when did we book this? And she said, we booked this in July. So I said, oh, all right, well, I must have booked this feeling confident that the Packers was going to get the number one seed because I would be pissed having to watch the Packers game. And DR, I got to be in the house. I got to be home for it. So I'm glad that we booked this for this week, which is my girl's birthday. So oh, tell her happy birthday. Yeah. So, all right, listen, man. All right, so I, I, I just rolled over and turned on the YouTube, and I heard that the sky is falling over this game. I just heard you talking to the last caller. You know how many you know how many All Pros and Pro Bowl players that you just named that will play in this game for the Packers? A ton. That's what I'm saying. I, yeah. Listen, we have nothing to worry about in this game. The Packers will win this game in dominant fashion, thirty-four to seventeen. Oh my! Of course, I, I'm, I'm gonna talk to you. I'm gonna talk to you some more before the week is over. But it's Monday, thirty-four to seventeen Saturday night, man. So you have like no fear. Hold on, you have no fear of the Niners' running game at all, then? No. The, no, I don't. I, don't, I mean, I love Elijah Mitchell, man. I, I love him. He, he is. Uh, Breakout talent, and if he stay healthy, he will be a star in this league. Love Debo Samuels. Debo Samuels is the best player. He cannot beat the Packers by himself. There's nobody else that can win that game for him, unless he has three throwing touchdowns and three running touchdowns. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. He is the only player that can win the game for them. Even if Elijah Mitchell have 100 yards, the 49ers will not win the game. All right. Very good. Enjoy your time in the Dominican Republic. How warm is it? It's, it's about 85, man. Why it's 13 I... in Philly, so I know it's colder over there. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're right about the same temperature here. Yeah, we're, right, we're in the teens. Same same type of deal. Yeah. Uh, T.Y., thanks, thanks, buddy. Enjoy the rest of your time right, in the Dominican man. Republic. There he is, T.Y., Dominican Republic, using that Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. So this, this is 
what I find amusing kind of uh, about this whole thing. So we're asking level of confidence that you have in the Packers on Monday going into this game against the Niners. May I remind you that in previous times, they literally threw the ball, what was it, eight times and beat the Packers? Eight times. Now, that year, they played the Niners earlier in the year, and they couldn't stop them on the ground, and they abused the Packers' offensive line. And they couldn't win either side of the line of scrimmage. So going into that year's Copper Championship game, I was saying there's no way they win this game. There's just, they can't beat them. They, they don't have enough. Like, no personnel has changed. Nothing's different. Why would it? Why would the result change? And it did it. They got ran all over, grappled him, and throw the ball 10 times. So that's how that one played out. This time here, to me, this is completely different than any other Packer Niner game that you can come up with. So, yeah, they've played them, but you didn't have everybody. You don't you didn't have everybody necessarily that you're gonna have right now in this matchup. Like when the Packers take the field, they will be the healthiest they've been all year. You're gonna have literally four outside linebackers that could start for anybody in this league at this point. Right? Merciless can be a starter for anybody in this league. Rashawn Gary's numbers prove he could be a starter in this league. Preston Smith has been a starter, and so has Zadarius Smith. So you have four guys that are capable of getting to the quarterback. Of those four guys, you could probably play three of them on the field at the same time and, again, provide looks, as we've talked about, that the Niners haven't seen, aren't prepared for, don't know how to handle. Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator of this team, can get so creative when it comes to what they want to do to not only stop the run, and that's part of it, and Merciless, for his sake, when he played earlier in the year after they picked him up midseason before he got hurt, one thing he was doing was shedding blocks and stopping the run. He was really good at it. So that helps having him back from that aspect of stopping the run. Devondre Campbell, all pro. He helps with the ability to stop the run. Kenny Clark has had a monster year. Lowry played uh, good up and down throughout the year, but played really well against the Lions. So you've got guys that have shown you throughout the year uh, that they can help with the ability to stop the run. As long as, as long as, when you're pressuring from the outside, you don't try to head up field and uh, allow them to get to the outside because that's what's killed the Packers in the past, right? Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith not holding contain, trying to get up field to be the hero and then allowing the running back to run right past them uh, and down the sidelines and all hell breaks loose. That's obviously the biggest thing that they have to avoid. Confidence level that I have going into this game, I said 1-10. to 10. 10. I think they're winning the Super Bowl. I've been saying it majority of the year. I think they're winning the Super Bowl. I don't think they're losing another football game this year. They're the deepest team left right now in the National Football League. They've got a quarterback that is playing at an MVP level. They've got an all-pro left tackle that'll be out there for the entire game and David Boxiari. They get their starting center back for the entire game and Josh Myers. They get their starting right tackle back, it looks like, in Billy Turner. At least that's the expectation. So the offense, outside of not having Robert Tunyon, is going to be the healthiest it's been for the most of the year, and no Elton Jenkins. But it's still going to be relatively healthy. And then on defense, we talked about the outside linebackers, plus you add in you know, a Pro Bowl slash soon-to-be all-pro and Jair Alexander at quarterback to make that cornerback room even deeper than it already was. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I just I don't think anybody's beating this Packers team. Just jump aboard, feel good about it, 
This is, in my opinion, the team to beat right now in the National Football League is the Green Bay Packers. So confidence level 10 uh, as we get ready for Packer Niner week here. And, you know, like we always do, we always simulcast with our friends out at uh, the game in San Francisco uh, through at least one show, big show and their morning show, uh, at least one time. We did it earlier in the year. They ran their mouth the entire show, if you remember correctly, Dan Plucker, talking all kinds of trash and, and ripping on the Packers and this and that, and then they lost. And the way they lost, I don't think the Packers can rely on it to happen again. You, lo- They lost the last time because Crosby had a game-winning field goal. Crosby hadn't been Crosby since really the Bengals game. So that was different. I, I, I don't, I don't want to leave this game in the hands of Mason Crosby. I want this game to be put to bed and put out of reach by the fourth quarter, midway through the fourth quarter. I don't want to rely on Crosby having a tie a game or win a game at any point. I don't feel comfortable uh, entrusting Mason Crosby at this point, Plucker, in a playoff game. Yeah, I don't know. Mason has been so good throughout his career, though, but this year has been pretty tough for him. Man. If it comes down to Mason Crosby, I don't know how confident I would be really in this game either. But but like I said, he's been clutched in different portions of his career. He already yeah, kicked that sure. game winner uh, that week, and then a couple weeks later against Cincinnati, yep. eventually getting it through. After he after, and their kicker both yeah, missed a ton Missing of like six field goals yep. in the last two minutes plus in overtime as well was a wild game. But, but yeah, I mean, he's been more consistent over the last couple of weeks. you got to hope that if he is in a situation like that in the playoffs, he'll come through. Young Express, the company we talk about so much, is continuing to grow. Would you like to be a part of a Christian Mace family-run company? A company that's been in business for over 30 years. How about a company that's been listed on Inc. Magazine as one of America's fastest-growing companies? Well, you're in luck. My fine folks over at Young Express are hiring and hiring right now. They're currently looking to add company straight truck drivers. So this is what you need, right? Minimum one-year continuous straight truck driving experience, familiarity with DOT regulations, and, of course, a clean background and driving record. What can you expect if you get hired on? 40 to 55 hours per week, Monday through Friday. So weekends off. That's good. 99% no-touch freight, which means you can be a small dude like me uh, and have no problems. All dock-to-dock, no home deliveries, health insurance, 401k with company match, and now you get a Christmas bonus, too, if you're over there. No truck jumping, and you get a new truck every four years, personal days and vacation days. Apply for the position today at youngexpress.com. That's J-U-N-G express.com. Young Express, success drives that. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan, live from the Lakeland University Studios, the leader in online education for more than 25 years, lakeland.edu. See Sparky Pfeiffer, Dan Plucker, executive producer. Rummy Makloff comes up here at 3 o'clock. Looking forward uh, to talking to Mr. Uh, Makloff uh, at about eh, 15, 20 minutes or so from right now. We had Greg Bedard on uh, from the Boston Sports Journal.com uh, uh, earlier in the Wendy's Big Show. Play that for you here. And he was really good, uh, as always. And if you missed it, you got to hang in there for the do you think Mike McCarthy will get another coaching job? If he loses the one in Dallas, that's the answer that that interview was all about. But here it is. Uh, we started off talking, obviously, uh, about Patriots and Bills uh, and how that game played out. And I, I told him, obviously, I was wrong. because I, I thought Belichick's defense would confuse Josh Allen. He'd come up with something uh, and the Patriots would figure something out at the end of the day. That's how I thought it would go. And this is what Greg Bedard had to say. Uh, I would not say. Did he did he play well? Yeah. Did he did the Bills basically play a perfect game on offense? Um, yes. Um, did the Patriots put up no fight because they don't have uh, the horses 
and they have ex- uh, they have executed uh, like total crap um, basically since their bye week in the last five games. Yes, um, that result did not surprise me one bit. I picked the Bills uh, 27-17 coming in. I thought that they would win rather comfortably. I was saying last week after the Dolphins game, uh, my podcast and also on radio around here, that I thought that the, the chances were higher that the Patriots would get wiped off the field on Saturday night, and that's exactly what happened. They're just, they're not good enough. Um, Josh Allen is not that good. Is he good? Yes. Has he come a long ways? Yes. He's not going to do that to the Chiefs uh, uh, this weekend. I can guarantee you that. Um, this is the same guy who completed 51% of his passes um, against the Falcons, the Panthers, and the Jets through, I think, five touchdowns, four interceptions, one fumble. Uh, that's the same guy in the last month of the season. The Patriots are just terrible. They're they're awful on defense. Some of their key guys are nicked, uh, nicked up. Some of them are just old. Um, they just don't have the horses to match up with the Bills. And to me, uh, you know, once once we got past the weather game in Buffalo, the first one, which I thought uh, was the great equalizer for the Patriots, uh, what they've done in the last two games, they haven't punted, has not surprised me one bit. And no, and that's the thing with with uh, Josh Allen is can he do it again? Can he be consistent? Because I and I haven't seen him a lot, but I saw some of the throws that he made in that game. I think he had one rolling to a right where he threw it on a dime. I mean, he has made in this particular game some great plays, and I thought they used him better too. I mean, I, I thought the game plan was simply around Josh Allen, who's, who's I think is probably the best player on the field. And so can Buffalo or can he actually do that again? I, I think that he can though, Greg. Yeah. I mean, we'll, you know, Gary, we'll see. Um, I I've seen a lot of this team. I've seen, you know, Allen's whole career. Um, you know, you have to understand that Brian Dayball is a former Patriots assistant who knows exactly what the Patriots are trying to do on defense and, and is probably the best game planner against them. Um, that play to Dawson Knox that you're talking about, to me, starts with a three-man rush with dropping eight, three big guys who, you know, to, to let him hold on to the ball for 10 seconds. Yeah. You have to – look, Josh Allen, I've seen, you know, every Patriots game. I've seen a lot of his games in his career. Mm-hmm. He's become a lot better than I ever thought he was going to be. So credit to him and the Bills and Dayball and what they've surrounded him with. Mm-hmm. But – these are the things that you know in every Josh Allen game. He's going to make four or five throws that not many other people can make in a game. Yeah. If you put him under duress, if you do the right things, he will throw two or three balls to you. Uh, he didn't do that in this game because the Patriots just are terrible up front. Right. Matthew Judon, through 12 games, was arguably, you, you can make a case that he was NFL Defensive Player of the Year. In the last five games, he completely fell off a map. Didn't do anything in that game. Didn't start. Uh, was part of a package. Christian Barmore, their excellent rookie, was he got hurt last game. He was a shell of himself. Once they, those two guys were the only guys who could generate a pass rush all season for this team. You wondered if it went away, what would happen. And the other thing with the Patriots is they, they traded Stephon Gilmore, um, uh, you know, which you make that of what you will, but you knew, everybody knew, that that left the Patriots thin at man cover corners. And then they lost Jonathan Jones, their slot guy. 
they had no guys who could play man coverage. The second half of the season, they played some you know really crappy teams when they went when they went on a seven game run. They could play zone, and as I was telling people the whole time, this is fine if you continue to get pressure on the quarterback. If you don't then you're going to get picked apart, and that's what's happened over the last month of the season. All right, let's move on to the Dallas Cowboys. Mike McCarthy, uh, he's getting a lot of heat all over the place. I just don't mm-hmm. understand it. The pre-snap penalties were awful. Uh, they're the most penalized team in the NFL, so I guess I guess it shouldn't uh, surprise you that they had a lot of penalties. I, I To me, maybe McCarthy shares some of the blame. Uh, Dak Prescott, I mean, a lot of these guys didn't show up either. Yeah, I just, you know, uh, I have a lot of respect um, for Mike. Um, a lot of his warts that have showed up in, in Dallas are some of my criticisms from when he was in Green Bay. Um, I just think he he has too much belief in his own system, how he does things. He thinks it's proven. You know, he has the Super Bowl title that he can flash, um, you know, which is all well and good. But I, I don't think he runs a tight enough ship. Um you know, the the penalties are absolutely on Mike. Some of the decisions in that game, you know, the fake punt, and then what happened after that was just a complete disaster. The, what happened on the final snap, you know, he could say whatever he wants, but, you know, most NFL coaches coach that, you know, you can't get off a play and clock the ball um, in less than 18 seconds. And for them to try to do that there and not execute it properly, you know, goes to coaching. And so I think that, um, I think that Mike was part of the problem here. Obviously, Dak did not play well at times in this game, uh, but I think that is a talented team that needed uh, a tighter ship, and Mike just does not run that. So if if he loses this gig in Dallas, is he going to get another job after this one? I can't see it. I, I don't know. I don't know how that can happen. I mean, if it, you know, if he loses his job, what is that? Two years? Yep. And. You know, and people will look at this as a talented rod. I I don't see how that happens. I mean, he's he's at least going to have to go somewhere and be a successful offensive coordinator for a while to get um, another shot. I mean, I would be I would be shocked if the Cowboys moved on from him just because the you know I mean look at how long the Joneses sat by Jason Garrett. Yeah, you know, and he he did have a really good record, um, but. You know, part of the things that are going to make things interesting here is that, you know, Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore are very hot candidates. It looks like Dan Quinn from the rumors around the league is the favorite in Denver. The Cowboys love both of those guys. Uh, I don't, you know, they, they sort of did. Jason Garrett was in similar fashion and he was named like assistant head coach and, uh, you know, back before he was Cowboys coach. So, because of those two guys being very hot candidates, I could see, you know, something could happen there in Dallas. Well, so this is what I'm puzzled about then there in Dallas. So is it Mike McCarthy's offense? Is it Kellen Moore's offense? Who's calling the plays? I mean, all that is just – all that is kind of weird to me how that's working in Dallas. In, in Green Bay, you knew what it was. It was Mike. But it, this is – I just don't know what to make of who's doing what there. As far as I know, it's, you know, I think it's a blend of Moore and, and McCarthy's offense, but Moore's clearly calling the plays. But, you know, look, Mike's the, Mike's the head guy at the end of the day. So, so then does it, you know, so it then it goes in. back to Greg, then th- 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 that last play, did Mike call that play or did Kellen Moore call that play? 
Oh, it's got to be the head coach. The head coach has to make the decision there. I'm like, all right, this is what this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to win the game. This is how we're going to execute it. It's you know, it's on him. You know, Mike gives the directive to Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore, you know, discusses it with Dak, and then you know, he it's on him to execute it. But it's that situation. It's the head coach. All right, 49ers Packers. What's your first initial thought on that matchup? Well, I like that the Packers, you know, had the bye and the rest, and I think that's good for Rodgers. Um, you know, I think that the, the, the Niners are – I think it's going to be a very tough game. I think it's going to be a hard-fought game. Uh, I think it'll go down to the end, um, you know, because either way, if the 49ers get up or they're behind, um, it's going to become a game. Uh, the 49ers are just – they make too many uh, critical, critical mistakes, whether it's Garoppolo plus, you know, some of Shanahan's decisions. Uh, I, you know, I, I like the Packers in this spot. Uh, the 49ers are a little bit beat up. I mean, they lost, you know, Bosa, you know, who knows what Bosa, you know, Fred Warner was on a bum ankle at the end of that game. He didn't even get back into the game. Uh, those are two very key guys for them. Uh, you know, I, I don't love the Packers. Uh, you know, I love Rogers and the 49ers have had issues in the secondary all year. Um, but you know, this, the 49ers will bring it, so I, I look for a close game. Tom with Greg Bedard, founder of BostonSportsJournal.com. Great website, covers all the sports out in the Boston area. Follow him on Twitter at Greg A. Bedard. How much, I mean, you, you've been in Green Bay, now you're out, out there on the East Coast too, so you, you're all about cold weather games and football stadiums, outdoor football stadiums like Green Bay, uh, and then obviously the Patriots. Uh, and Rob Domofsky from ESPN put out the fact that Garoppolo, I believe, has never uh, played in an NFL game outside of taking a couple kneel downs under 40 degrees, and they're talking about a low of like nine uh, on Saturday in Green Bay. Uh, how much of a believer are you in cold weather impacting NFL games? Uh, it, yeah, it depends on the conditions. You know, I look for the wind a lot. Like, you know, at Buffalo the other night was, you know, really cold, and but there wasn't much wind. And, um, you know, Mac Jones, I, I just got done watching the Patriots film. And Mac Jones is a kid from Jacksonville. He played at Alabama. Uh, he had not shown well in the, in the colder games this season that he's been part of, but I thought he played great the other night. I mean, I, I think that to me, especially coming off this Bills Patriots game, you know, I look for, you know, youth. I think that the 49ers are a little bit older of a team. I think the, I think the cold hurts them. I think it, 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 it shows off more. It slows slows people down the younger you are the more uh, the better legs that you have i think it serves you well in the cold weather i mean you know jimmy i do worry about a little bit in the cold weather um i don't think he's the toughest guy in the world but um you know he'll he'll execute he just always makes you know some sort of mistake you know you bring up uh mac jones uh and gary was talking about watching jimmy garoppolo over the weekend and thinking about you know if jordan Love could just be Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, could that be good enough to maybe get this Packers team uh, back to another Super Bowl if and when Aaron Rodgers uh, eventually leaves? You guys are trying to replace Brady, obviously, out there in New England. And do you think, I mean, it's early, obviously, it's one year, but do you think Mac Jones could be good enough to get that team back? Yes. I, you know, I've sort of, it's been where I've been all the way back to training camp where I said, you know, I think he's the guy. I don't know he's the guy yet because it's so early, but. Um, what I've see, seen over the balance of the season, considering what he's had around him, a bunch of, you know, new guys who, you know, they're probably not even, you know, a quarter of an inch into the Patriots playbook with you know, not only a rookie quarterback, but, 
you know, Aguilar, you know, the two tight ends, uh, Kendrick Bourne, all those guys were new to the offense too. And so they're going to need time to grow. Um, you know, I was really encouraged by Mac Jones in this game. I thought he played, I thought he showed well. He was one of the few players that did on that offense. And uh, so, you know, I, I'm inching more towards saying he's definitely the guy. I'm not quite there yet. I do think this season the Patriots, their their number one plan was Garoppolo and, like, say, Mac Jones as, as a rookie and going with that uh, for the first year. But uh, I think they're – actually, I know they are very happy with Mac Jones internally and they feel like he is the guy for them. You know, Greg, going back to, to the Packers again, and, and Rodgers should be uh, the uh, MVP again. What was your mm-hmm. thoughts when you heard about um, Arches had to say about Rodgers and voting for the MVP? Uh, well, I mean, it, it didn't surprise me. I mean, I you know, I have a lot of respect for Pub. He's been around a long time and, and you know, meant a lot to – uh, the game of the NFL and also, you know, the media. He's been, you know, pro football weekly and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it didn't surprise me. There's always guys, you know, whether it's Baseball Hall of Fame or what have you, there's always guys who sort of, you know, lose the perspective on, you know, what their vote means. I do not have, uh, you know, one of those votes. Um, you know, they, they make their, their decisions as far as that. Uh, to me, I go by, you know, sort of the letter of the law. And, you know, if, you know, I've heard Peter King talk in the past that it's only about like on field, right. that's the only thing I consider, you know, I don't, you know, it, it, it kind of is what it is. And so, um, you know, it's unfortunate. It's not surprising. It happens in every sport. And, uh, you know, you just hope it's sort of in the margin for error and those guys don't, um, you know, swing big awards. I mean, but to me, uh, you know, I, Rogers would have my vote. Uh, this year but you know Tom Brady has a very convincing argument as well especially you know sort of what's gone on down there in Tampa what about coach of the year everybody around here obviously thinks LaFleur should be it I've seen a lot of pull uh, for Vrabel gets a lot of talk I think Zach Taylor gets screwed in this whole thing I don't think he gets enough pub for what he did in Cincinnati well I'll just say this to me it's no doubt Mike Vrabel I mean I just think what the Tennessee Titans have been through to be the number one seed in the AFC I don't care what happens in the postseason. Uh, you know, I saw the Titans come into Foxborough and basically be almost within one score halfway through the fourth quarter without, you know, Henry and Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. I mean, a half a roster. And to me, he's clearly the coach of the year, did less, did more with less. And look, Zach Taylor's a nice story. The Bengals are a nice story. You know, I just think they benefited by their division completely falling apart with COVID and injuries. Um, none of those teams were very good at the end of the year. And so I think that that kind of put it up, you sort of boosted them up. And I think at one point I was looking and they played like the 32nd ranked schedule yeah. uh, in the league. And so, you know, I, to me, it's clearly Mike Vrabel. I didn't, there's no debate to me. Well, we'll find out. I think it's a good chance Vrabel wins. There was uh, our guy, Greg Bedard, uh, formerly of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, uh, of course, Sports Illustrated, one of the more respected Journalists, you're going to find around the country and started a great website, bostonsportsjournal.com. Now going on five years, has a great writing staff, and uh, love me some Greg Bedard. Hey, no matter your favorite sport, 
Four, the place to be for great food, fun, and playing your own favorite indoor games is Q Club of Wisconsin. Plenty of TVs to watch the games on while you play your favorite indoor games in their huge entertainment game room. Bocce ball, foosball, shuffleboard, darts, table tennis, everything you could possibly want. And pool tables, lots of pool tables. And while you're playing, you sell down and have some awesome food. What are burgers, wraps, wings, plus their Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled up. Ha! With all the extras, visit their Facebook page or Q Club of WI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. Next, Rami Makloff, whose beard still doesn't look like it's been touched. I'll talk to him next about the Rami show coming up at 3. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fancy Sparky Pfeiffer with you. Want to cash in during the pro football playoffs? Try out giving props or free-to-play contests on BetQL.com. Every round of the playoffs, they'll post 10 props, simply create an account and make your picks for a chance to win $2,000 in weekly winnings. Plus, just by signing up, you're entered into a random grand prize drawing for $10,000. Get started today for at BetQL.com slash props. That's BetQL.com slash props. Rami Makloff is here. Rami's show comes up at 3 o'clock. Uh, before we get to... Uh, Rami show at 3 o'clock. Quickly, I didn't bring this up on the big show, obviously statewide so forth, but uh, Les Grobsey from our sister station, 670, the score is yeah, man. Uh, done overnights uh, for a long, long time. What is he, 50 years, I want to say he's been doing it? 50 something. years he's been in the uh, Chicago market right. doing some kind of sports. Correct. As yeah. a reporter, as a host, right. various various roles. Yeah. So, um, so he uh, unexpectedly passed away yesterday, um, uh, and everybody's kind of uh, in shock a little bit, 69 years old. Um, and yeah, it was uh, a surprise to say the least. And they've done a, a wonderful job, I'm sure. I listened to a little bit of it this morning, so tributes yeah. uh, for Les Grobstein at the score in Chicago uh, today. That dude uh, used to come on our shows here on the fan all the time for years. Uh, since we've been on the air, Les Grobstein has come on the air. Yep. Um, whenever we needed him, whether it's Cubs, Bears, whatever, doesn't matter. He'd come on. The dude never slept. Um, so. For me, I remember doing post-game shows with Tim and you back in the day. And then you and Tim would drive back to Kenosha. I'd drive back to wherever I was living at the time, wherever that may be, because I moved quite a bit. Um, and I would always, usually, because by the time we got off the air, um, nobody else was doing post-game shows no. at that time. calling post-game shows. We were the only one. Um, so I would turn on the score, and I'd listen to Grobstein on my way home. And then I'd get home and still listen to Grobstein a little bit while I ate or whatever the case may be before I even turned on the TV if Grobstein had me hooked in on something yeah. that, that he was saying. So I, I was a big fan and listener of Les Grobstein over the years. Grobber, as they used to call him. What about you? He was awesome, man. So you, you told awesome. the story on Twitter, which I guess I didn't know. I don't remember even you ever telling me about this. So you sat next to Grobber at a Bucks Bulls game? It was one of the first games I ever I ever covered. Like I was so sent it was out, early on. I was sent out on reporter duty. I, guess I don't know? remember this story. I think I was producing the big show at the time. Okay. And so I had talked to him on the phone a few times. I had booked him on the show, you right. know, but had never had never met him. And uh, I'm, I got I mean, I don't know exactly, but I'd imagine it was a Bucks Bulls game, and that's why sure. Les Grobstein would be there. And uh, I'm sitting on press row, and I didn't know what he looked like. Like Twitter wasn't big yet. Like so, I you you know me, I grew up infatuated, right. obsessed with the score, score down yeah. in Chicago. So I didn't know what a lot of these guys looked like. But I'm sitting there on press row, and there's like an older guy sitting next to me. And I see, like, in his lap or right in front of him, this giant recorder, like, 
and like Mike Clemens style. Like, yeah, like this giant yeah. old school recorder. Mike Clemens style. And yeah. I didn't know what Les Grobstein looked like, but I had heard his his fellow co his fellow hosts and people at the score talk about Les walking around with this big recorder right. when everybody had basically, you know. Tr transition to small digital recorders right. or just doing it on their phone or whatever Les was still carrying around this giant recorder so I looked and I was like oh man I think that's I think that's Les Grobstein so like without trying to be too obvious I was I was like trying to get a look at his press pass just to see his name and when I saw when I saw his name I introduced myself I told him who I was and I told him my whole story growing up in Chicago and the dude sat there and like just shot the breeze like trying to find out about me I'm glad you said where breeze. where Thank I you. grew up yeah. what I want to do in the business all, all this stuff about the score about Chicago sports asking me about Milwaukee sports and my thoughts on that I just sat there the whole game just, just talking hanging out with Les Grobstein yep. dude and it was one of the like at, and at that point like now I work at the score on weekends I've met a lot of the people there, right. but at that point, I was I was kind of starstruck. No dude. I was sitting there right. with Les Grobstein, sure, talking totally talking sports and yep. him actually like taking an interest and in me personally. Who you are? Yeah, dude, it was it was it was awesome. It was awesome, and I'll never ever uh, forget that. See, I'll never forget that. And again, there's if I mean if you're on Twitter, and I, I know a lot of you could care less about Chicago sports one way or the other, and I totally get it. But like if you follow any of those score personalities and their stories about Grobstein and them. Uh, whether it be you know Lawrence Holmes who comes on the show from time to time mm -hmm. or whatever else, um, they all have these stories about how he was so instrumental in their career yep. and helping them come up and so forth. And Lawrence Holmes was a producer for him um, at seven-hour shifts or whatever else and stuff like that. Uh, so, yeah, there, there's just it's so much uh, cool stuff out there and so sad uh, that he passed away uh, at 69 years old again yesterday. Uh, okay, so I want to get that out because I wanted to talk about it and I couldn't do it on the Big Show Network, obviously. Sure. Uh, all right, Robbie Makhlouf, what do you got on the show? Well, first of all, you said my beard still looks. I I trimmed it. I just trimmed it yesterday. Yeah, I don't. I mean, you and I just have a different idea. I trimmed I, it down. Yeah, I just it's got I some just, shape to it. Yeah, I just it's got some shape. See, for me, for you, mm -hmm. I I would rather have it cleaner and tighter and shorter. Mm. And you like the more poofy. It's not that poofy. Like a chia pet. It's not that poofy. You're going to look like a chia pet. It has you some keep shape it to it. Out. It's not poofing out to the sides. It's coming down on the bottom a little bit, but it's yeah. not poofing out to the sides. I trimmed it down. I gave it some shape. I see hair poofing out to the sides. It's thinning hair. No. You want me to take a picture? I'll post no, it. It's okay. You don't anybody have to. else? No, don't do that. No, don't please, do that? Please don't do that. You don't like that? No, I don't, right. I don't like pictures of me. You know Does everybody that. else like it, though? Uh, Yeah. Good. I mean, it's, it's working. That matters. I haven't gotten any complaints. No complaints so far. Yeah. Your mother likes it? Uh, she, I don't think she'd seen it this okay. long. Well, let, when she sees it, let me know. We'll see. <laughs> oh, no, I saw, her, I saw her last week. It was bushier than this last week, actually. So, yeah. She, she saw didn't say it. anything? She didn't say anything. No. She must have told your dad. Yeah. My mom's not as uh, judgmental as you, though. That you know. So. Yeah, let's be honest. I mean, she just loves you more and doesn't sure. want to say it to you. Sure. I'll say that's, it to you. That's possible. Yeah, I'm that's about trying to keep too. it real with you as yep. much as possible. What do you got at 3 o'clock? On the show today, Sparky, we know who it is the Packers will face this weekend in the divisional round of the playoffs. What's your confidence level, scale of 1 to 10, that, I they, just did that. they can beat the 49ers? It's hilarious. I just did that you at just 2 o'clock. just did that? At 2 o'clock. Why yeah. are you stealing my topic? Um, 10. I don't think they lose another. 10! They don't lose another game. It's over. 10! It's over. Wow. The only team that worried me a little bit was the Cowboys. Because wow. I thought, talent-wise, they were the most talented team. With the Packers left on the NFC side for sure, and they're gone. So, yeah, no. All right. I, so it's they, a ten for no. Sparky. Yeah. Okay. 
all right, that's not where I'm at. Um, not surprised by Blanket. Gary Ellerson will be here at 345. You know that guy, right? Uh, I love me some Gary. Love me some Gary Ellerson. He'll be here at 345. Four o'clock, we'll get into uh, a little more Packers talk. It doesn't sound like it, based on your answer to the first question. Uh, are you carrying past Packers trauma into these playoffs at all? Oh, we talked about that. Why do you guys steal all my topics? No, we didn't do it's it. As a, like, we, we didn't do the topic. It's almost but like I, we work together we, forever and think alike. Yes, that's yeah. exactly what yeah. it is. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. People don't understand how difficult that is when you've worked with somebody for so long and you kind of think the same way. Um, but you know, I just talked about it. We didn't do a topic on it. But, yeah, I, I brought it up during Madness before we replayed the Greg Bedard interview of, you know, the players are going to tell you, nah, it doesn't matter. Nah, new season, new roster, different players, it doesn't matter. I don't know if I'd necessarily buy it. Like, I'm sorry, but if – if you're Kevin King and you're in the NFC Championship game at Lambeau and you're playing Tampa Bay again, that doesn't creep in your mind at some point? I mean, I don't – Not thankfully, he shouldn't be in that position to even have to guard anybody in the NFC Championship game now if everybody's healthy. But I just – I don't I don't know. I mean, you're the Packers. You're playing the Cowboys in Dallas, and you keep losing in Dallas. Um, that doesn't start to creep in your mind at some point and get frustrated? I get – I mean, Leroy says no. But I don't know. I, I For me, I would think it would have to. That's probably why I, I, I didn't play. But – and he said that, this is different. It's different. Because you played them once this year. Grant you, it's not the postseason. But this is a whole different team. I mean, you, Mr. Shanahan, have not seen what Joe Barry can do with all of this talent. Joe Barry hasn't None had, of us really have. Joe Barry hasn't seen all this talent out there. Joe Barry might be able to show them some stuff they haven't seen. He might be able to put Rashawn Gary out there with Preston Smith, with Zadarius Smith, figure out a way to get Merciless out there and have four pass rushers on the field at the same time. And they're going to go, um, what's going on? I, I'm sorry, me personally, I think they can get really creative here against the Niners, against the Buccaneers, and show them some stuff that they haven't seen. Uh, and that can really, I think, be to the Packers' advantage. See, so these guys all got to stay healthy once they're out there, obviously. That, that's but. all football analysis that you're giving me, and that's that's good. It's good football analysis. And, and there will be plenty of that throughout week. the week. Yeah. I'm talking about, like, you know, your your gut. No, because I think okay. this is different. All right. You go back a couple of years when they lost the NFC that's Championship game. not in the back of your mind at all. Where he, had, where he threw it like eight times. Yeah. Earlier that year, they got it handed to them by that Niners team. They got manhandled on the offensive line and on the defensive line, right? Killed. We go into that game. Baby Tosh is where I'm at. And he was so mad at me, Rami. You like, you don't he wouldn't even look at me. He just he literally turned away from me and talked to Gary and Leroy. He was so mad. Because I'm sitting right there going, they're gonna get killed. They're gonna get killed. Like there's no chance they win this game. And he was so mad at me that I was saying that. I was like, I'm not gonna come on the air and yes, you nothing's changed. Like personnel's the same, coach the same. Why would this be any different than what we saw already? And they came back out of the NFC Conference Championship game. And they got their doors blown off of them. This is this here is different. A, they've already beat them once. Crosby field goal. Mm. I don't want Crosby in that situation mm. again. Okay. Mm. But this Things time. Things have changed. Things have changed since they faced changed. them. This Packers team is way better. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm not saying I'm going to roll out the helmets yet. We'll talk about that. Uh, we learned from Coach Bud before the Bucks tip off at 5 o'clock. Sam Munson, Pro Football Coach Focus, Bud. will join us at uh, 5.30. Oh, he's All good, that too. coming up on the Rami Show today. All right. Very good. Uh, did you hear Bart this morning? No. What did he say? What's Bart saying? Can you believe he talked about my physique? Can you believe Bart Winkler talked about my physique? Well, first of all, Ryan Wood said he was Team Bart. What? Um, so that's the first. Well, thing. Ryan Wood told me on Friday he was Team Rami, and right. he told me flat out, "I'm on the air with you right now, so I'm going to say it's you." And, and then he said it said to the Bart same as well. Thing to Bart, Bart so. on the air today just fessed up and said he's horrible. 
He hasn't played competitive basketball in years. I'm horrible. Like, I'm sorry, Toby, but yeah, I'm not very good. So he he completely just he bailed. Okay. He completely right, bailed. It's like, I suck. I'm out. Good. Because he, he should. Yeah. Because he doesn't want any of this smoke. No, Nobody think... on this station wants this smoke. It's really about Sam. It has nothing to do with you. Nobody on this station wants this smoke. It has nothing smoke. to do with you. It has you. everything to do with me. Nothing. It has plenty to do with me. Nothing. Not everything. Sam is going to carry his weight for sure. And he's he's going to be the guy down low. He's the guy who's going to. You know. Let me explain this to you. Yes. If it was you and Adam a- Adam Roberts, yeah, I don't think anybody's picking you and Adam Roberts. Mm. But it's you and the tallest guy on the station who's got some <laughs> athletic ability, and everybody's picking you because you're with Sam Schmidt. Does Sam have athletic ability? Do we know that? Yeah, this? he's an athlete. I would guarantee, it, maybe besides Dan, that I'm probably the most athletic person okay. at the station. I'd right. put money on it. Okay, right. That's what I said. If it was him and Adam against Toby and Bart, who you got, Sam? Wait, Rami and Adam? Yeah. yeah. Against Toby and Bart? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't I feel like Adam's like sneaky athletic. What do you oh, say? Plucker what? says he agrees. Plucker shaking his head. Yes, he thinks Adam is sneaky athletic Adam, too. Adam's like almost just as tall as me, too. I'm in terrific shape. Is guys. he that tall? I feel like he is. Really? I, I worked out an hour this morning. Anybody else that worked out an hour this absolutely morning? Absolutely nothing. Rami, hard. I I I fully I like between you and Bart, like that's a win on you. Yeah. So I'm not Jeez. even like that's why I'm not even talking about mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Uh, we also realize, yeah, like, we don't think Toby has the Mamba mentality. We think Toby's a little too nice, so that no, also gives it us. No, doesn't an matter if he's nice or not. Nobody can handle you inside. Did you? Did you You're hear? You're gonna rebound the ball yeah. and throw it back up. Rebound the ball and throw oh, it back yeah, up. Definitely. You don't have to do anything. I told Rami, like, my dad, my dad's favorite player growing up was Tim Duncan. Right. So he like always teach me the hook shot and post moves and all that. Sam's so got a little hook. Sam's got a little baby so. hook. All, forget about they, it, dude. They, they may not even forget about they it. They may not even score. Did you, hear, did you hear Bart last week where he was just so down on himself that he even like sang over Buck's loss, calling himself fat and everything? No. Yeah, I have it saved. I'll pull it up for you later. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so sad. He's got a kid, too. Come on, Bart, figure it out. Uh, all, all right, Robbie Mackloff coming up next to the Robbie Show. Enjoy. Toodles! Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.